What is grace? Grace is community. Grace is passion. Grace is for everyone. So today we continue our series on having the perfect summer after a year of lockdown. We are exploring different ways we can reconnect after the pandemic has forced many of us into near isolation. Last week we looked at connecting with those around us, how having friends improves our lives and can help make us happy, right? Uh, it's even at the core of how God created us. We are meant to connect and to show God's love for us in our relationships with others. Today we shift from our connections with others to our connection with God. How can we reconnect with God after this difficult season that we've gone through? We're going to hear our passage for today from Marianne. Uh, she's going to read from Matthew chapter 6, where Jesus is giving his longest teaching called the Sermon on the Mount. He shares how to love your enemies, pray with simplicity, and then here in this passage today, how to pursue God. Let's listen to verses 25 through 34 as we hear now the word of the Lord. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, what will we eat, what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God, and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. And from Isaiah 40, verses 25 and 26, To whom then will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see. Who created these? He who brings out our host and numbers them, calling them all by name, because he is great in strength, mighty in power, not one is missing. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord, help us to be an inclusive community passionately following Jesus Christ. May we pursue a deeper relationship with you as we pursue life in its fullness. Work in our hearts today as we consider your word. Amen. Uh, most of us don't really like to go to the dentist, but my son Hal really doesn't like to go to the dentist. Uh, I think part of the reason for that is my fault. My children were really 
you know, when they're little, they don't need to go to the dentist, but it's good for them so they have a positive experience. Between the pandemic and moving to a new town, it had been long enough between visits that Hal didn't really remember what it was like to go to the dentist. So a few months ago, when it was finally time for his appointment, he was nervous. He did not want to be there. We encouraged him as much as we could and told him how his last visit was, uh, was really nice, but he was worried. What if I have a cavity? What if they try and pull my tooth out? I imagine most of us can relate to those fears, especially if we don't brush and floss. Uh, the good news is that by the end of the visit, you would have thought the whole time that he wanted to be there. With the stickers and new toothbrush they gave him, it was like he won the grand prize at the carnival. All was well in the Neville household. That is, until just a few weeks ago when he lost his toothbrush. Hal had brushed his teeth the evening before, and when he went to brush them the next time, his toothbrush was nowhere to be found. He asked mom and dad for help finding it, so we looked around. It wasn't in the bathroom. It wasn't in the drawers. We asked if he walked somewhere else brushing his teeth the day before, and he said, no, it was just gone. So we asked his older brother, Davy, if he knew anything about it. Davy said, no. And then he got a strange look on his face. As we quizzed him more, it seemed as though he was maybe lying to us and that he did know something about the missing toothbrush. He was, after all, the last person in the bathroom before Hal went to brush his teeth. Uh, but after a stern talking to and his assurances that he had nothing to do with it, we were convinced and went on, uh, went and got Hal a new toothbrush out of the closet. Then just this past week, the same thing happened all over again. Hal's toothbrush went missing. We looked everywhere, asked Davey, and he had the same strange response as if he, he knew, but he wasn't going to tell us. His mom even said, if you tell us where it is right now, you won't get in trouble. But if we find out later you were lying, you will be in a world of punishment. You know, mama doesn't mess around with these things. But he stood his ground. He said he didn't take it. And somehow, Hal's toothbrush just completely disappeared. We still don't know what happened. It is a total mystery. And it makes me wonder if when we move out of the house, we'll somehow find it in the most obscure place possible. Uh, maybe this has happened to you. Uh, I have, at times in life, dropped something and I cannot find it. I think it could not have gone more than three or four feet away from me, and I look all around and I just cannot find it. Have you ever had a mystery like that? Something seems like it should be right there, but you just can't find it. That is a hint of what can happen with, with God, I think. We feel like he's right there, and then suddenly, whoosh, he's gone. What happened? Where did God go? This is actually a, a very ancient problem, and some of the best minds in the world have wondered over exactly this. How do we connect with God? God is mysterious. God is unknowable. How can mere mortals connect with the divine? Thomas Aquinas was a 13th century philosopher that said, you know, there must be a God because everything we see is a result of something else. But someone has to be at the start of that chain. He said, 
that start of the chain was the unmoved mover. It was God. God is at the root cause of everything. And in order for anything to exist, there must be someone outside of us, outside of that chain. Because of people like Aquinas, Martin Luther, the founder of the Lutheran Church, was quite sure of God's existence. But he also felt God's absence. He experienced what he later called the dark night of the soul. A crisis of faith so intense, it was as if God had completely rejected him. It was as though God just ceased being loving and present. How could something like that happen? We know logically God must exist, and maybe we even feel God's presence, yet something happens to us, and suddenly it's, it's as though God is not there. Albert Einstein would one day describe this in quite scientific terms. He said, we see a universe marvelously arranged, obeying certain laws, but we understand the laws only dimly. The world around us shouts out that there is an order and purpose, and even Einstein would have affirmed that this order comes from God. God is here. God is among us. We see it in math and science and in all the exploration we do of this world. But of course, in all our searching, in all our exploration, we can only get so far. We only understand so much seeing just hints of God at work. I, I think for many, this becomes a reason to reject God, to say simply, God does not exist. I didn't see the proof or the evidence I needed, so I reject God. But that seems far too simplistic to me. Maybe instead of saying, there is no God, we ought to be saying, perhaps I misunderstood who God is. I misunderstood what God does. Just because our expectations aren't met doesn't mean we deny the existence of God. To me, it, seems, uh, it means we need to embrace the mystery of who God is. It means we keep exploring, we keep working to understand, even if we can only see things dimly, as Einstein said. When we look at the scriptures, particularly the Gospel of Matthew, we see a few things about who God is. Chapter 6, as I mentioned, is part of the Sermon on the Mount. Earlier in this sermon, Jesus teaches about giving to the poor. He says, do it in secret. Don't tell everyone about your giving. And a little later, he says, don't pursue wealth uh, and storing up treasure. Instead, he says, don't worry. Trust that God will provide culture around us might say that food is whining and dining at whatever restaurant we want to go to but God says look don't worry I'll provide maybe not what you expect or what you what you what you had uh, how you expected it but I will provide same is true for clothing we might expect designer fashion or clothes just like our friends in school or our co-workers but that's not exactly the promise God makes is it God just says, clothes, you'll have something, because that's how God's provision works. We can see that it flows from the creation, and it flows from people. How many of you, if you saw someone that didn't have adequate clothing, would give what you can to help them? 
I bet most of us here would. That's part of God's provision. That's how we know this passage is true, because we are an expression of who God is. That's maybe not exactly what you expected, but that's how this works. God provides the basics of what we need to survive through creation and through people made in the image of God. So do you have to worry about food and clothing? No, not if you are willing to accept the promise of God for what you need. If you can shift your thinking and expectations, it doesn't seem so far-fetched that God has always provided for you since the day you were born. You have had everything you needed to get through to the next day, just like the birds and flowers. What we truly need is right there if we will say yes to what God provides. Uh, the passage ends saying God knows what we need, so strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. Not everything you could ever want will be given to you. It's all that you need will be given to you. So if you remove that constant effort to accumulate more and more, to make sure you have everything you need, and instead just trust God that you'll have the basics taken care of, now suddenly you are free to give. You can give to the poor and not care if other people see it. You don't need their approval. You don't need them to think well of you so that if you are ever in need yourself, you'll be worthy of their help. Just trust God. People will give. Creation will provide. That's how God set it up. This is how my favorite teacher in grad school said it. It is when God's people care for others in need among them that God's, God supplies the needs of his people as a whole. When we truly trust God, then the promise of provision is fulfilled. So, one way we can connect with God this summer is if we more fully put our trust in God. If you lean and depend on God more, in general, you'll feel more connected. Being released from striving after the things the world says you need can actually help make you a more spiritual person in the best way possible. You know, it may seem counterintuitive, but one of the ways we can learn to trust God more is by not trying to have everything figured out. Instead, embrace the mystery of God. We call this awe. We might feel it when we climb to the top of a mountain or when a child is born, but feeling awe more often can have all kinds of benefits for us. It helps us emotionally, it helps our bodies, it makes us happier and more satisfied with life. So how can you do that more? Well, you could climb a mountain, sure, and if you know a baby being born, good for you, but for the rest of us, we can experience that awe by praying, meditating, just pausing and really noticing the world around us, uh, reflecting on how God has provided for you, and sensing God's action in this world. That's how you connect. That, that's, that's how you trust God and notice the world more. That's how you'll be in awe. Now let me end with this. Uh, Jacob Needleman was an observer at the launch of Apollo 17 in 1975. He says, 
on the night of the launch, there were hundreds of cynical reporters all over the lawn. They were drinking beer and wisecracking and waiting for this 35-story high rocket to take off. The countdown came and then the launch. The first thing you see is this extraordinary orange light, which is just at the, the limit of what you can bear to look at. Everything is illuminated with, with this light. Then comes this thing slowly rising up in total silence because it takes a few seconds for the sound to come across and you hear a whoosh. It goes right through you. You can practically hear jaws dropping. The sense of wonder fills everyone in the whole place as this thing goes up and up. The first stage ignites this beautiful blue flame. It becomes like a star, but you realize there are human beings on this thing. And then there's total silence. People just get up quietly, helping each other. They're kind. They open doors. They look at one another, speaking quietly and respectfully. These were suddenly moral people because the sense of wonder, the experience of wonder, had made them moral. When we have a sense of wonder toward God, we too have our lives changed for the better. Experiencing awe, even in the daily moments of life, can draw us to the kingdom of God. Will you pursue that kind of life? Will you seek to connect with God this summer so you can not only know about God's kingdom, but you can live it too? It's the perfect way to spend a summer after a year of lockdown, connected with God. Amen? Amen. For everything happening at Grace, check out our website at gumc.org.